The David Pakman Show at davidpakman.com. What a week it has been in the United States. And uh, I'm going to try to put together some overarching thoughts about what we've seen in the country over the last week. And by what we've seen, I, I of course, am talking about what is really a predictable and logical culmination of the most depraved and disgusting presidential term that we have ever seen. I mean, Donald Trump inciting a riotous insurrection in Washington, D.C., uh, when he simply could not admit that he simply lost to Joe Biden. He wishes he could have won, but he didn't. And unable to do that, it led to what we saw last week and causing that to splinter the Republican Party, part of which has immediately abandoned Donald Trump far too late to actually deserve uh, uh, any rehabilitation of their reputation. Um, but it is merely a move for self-preservation, part of which uh, that Re Republican Party continues to defend Donald Trump while the country fights a global hundred year pandemic that has been completely mishandled and seems unable to get the mass vaccination program growing. So going. So that's that's like the big picture. And we have to be able to say something overarching about what's going on here. And there are a few lessons in the midst of the chaos. But the most important thing we can do is to not understate the importance of this moment as an inflection point in the path of the United States of America. And you know, it's impossible to include everything that's happened. And I know that many of us are, are, are still sort of struggling to figure out all of the answers about what happened. And there are so many details, different people finding more interesting or less interesting and focusing on. But there will be continued time for that. I think understanding the big picture here and, and the importance of this moment is the best thing that we can do. And it really goes back to 2016 when we had tons of Republicans, most of the right saying we like Trump, much of the right saying, well, we don't love Trump, but we still think he's way better than Hillary. And we also had too many of our fellow leftists saying Trump wouldn't be that bad or he might even be sort of like Hillary. I don't like either, so I won't vote. They're both corporate shills. I don't see any practical difference between the two or let's mix it up by putting in Trump. It'll be wacky and it'll get us a real progressive in 2020. Oh, the Supreme Court's not that important. You, you remember that stuff. Those people were all wrong. The ones on the right were obviously wrong and the ones on the left were obviously wrong as well. Now, uh, we don't need apologies. Let's just recognize that they were wrong. The people on the left who were sounding the alarm as we saw Trump's authoritarian tendencies and, and immediate we saw them before and immediately after getting elected. And some of us were called hyperbolic and over exaggerated. If anything, we understated the risk. Every worst in instinct of Donald Trump's has become the nightmare scenario. And it culminated last week and it might not even be the culmination. We'll talk about what the next week and a half is going to look like. And it looks like it will be utterly insane. I'll tell you what Donald Trump has planned. There will be more armed riots. I am sure of it. How successful they are remains to be seen. So this is all to say, let's not sell short the importance of this moment. And there are two ways that this moment could go big picture. One way is very straightforward. We all decide that this can never happen again and that putting politics aside, putting aside your view of like tax rates, putting aside your view of business regulation, we decide as a country 
that what happened last week is an existential threat to the United States. We recognize that Joe Biden will be president and that we have to go back to drawing a line in the sand and saying all of this from the last four years is over the line of what is acceptable, period, no matter what your view is on taxation. Right. And part of this is, I, I have to say, not tolerating Trumpian insanity. It's not valid politics. It's not valid activism. It's not valid participation in the political system and it has to be stopped. Now, you will hear some say if we don't tolerate tolerate other points of view, then we are as bad as them. Um, and uh, that that's ridiculous. Some are saying this in terms of Trump's permanent Twitter ban, which I'm going to talk about later. Uh, the, it's just other opinions and we must be tolerant. It's the wrong perspective. We tolerate other opinions. Yes. An armed insurrection of the Capitol is not an opinion. It's a criminal travesty. It's anti-American. It's anti-democratic. And when you tolerate everything, eventually the truly intolerant come to power and destroy society and the very tolerance you want doesn't exist anymore. And it is you who who is, who is being silenced. OK, uh, this is where principles stop being valuable in the abstract. Yes, we are a nation of tolerance. We tolerate other types of people. We tolerate other religions or no religion whatsoever. We tolerate ideology. We tolerate political ideas and dissent and adversarial media. Yes, all of it. We tolerate all of it. But you have to know how far that goes. And what we're seeing doesn't have to be tolerated and it shouldn't be. Understand that if we tolerate what we've seen over the last week, there will simply be more and more of it until they are in power and are completely intolerant. Toleration doesn't fix it. Toleration doesn't change minds. So one option is that, as I said, we as a country come together against what we're seeing. We recognize that the country ceases to be a country if this scofflaw criminality and revisionist history and unhinged authoritarianism is tolerated. And that's going to be tough for some people. I'm with you. If you are a moderate Republican, if you're in the vein of like John McCain, for example, it's going to be really tough to say, wow, I'm a Republican, but that was bad. And it's it's unmitigated. There's no ifs, ands or buts. It was a mistake. We lost. And now we have to eliminate this malignancy. And Joe Biden is going to be president for a while. Democrats will have the House and Senate for a while. That's tough to accept, uh, even if you've been disgusted by Trump as a Republican. So to those folks, yes, we need to be tolerant and accept them. But we do not need to tolerate what led to the armed mob last week. There's no planet on which that can be tolerated. We really are on a precipice. Does this escalate even supposedly with more planned planned riotous mobs in the next 10 days? Or do we actually come together? And I mean the left and the center and the sane right and law enforcement and our sane elected officials, the ones that are left and say this can never happen again. And to stop that and uh, 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 it, it's going to take years to fix. But do we start today or do we let them get away with any aspect of it? To, we on the legal, we must take swift legal action against Trump and the terrorists and every state and local Republican member who supported this. That's the best way to put a stop to this movement. There have to be consequences. And one of the things I'm, I'm sadly seeing uh, are reactions from some of these right wingers saying you left it. David, it sounds like you hate the country. Why not leave or whatever? No, 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 no. I'm an immigrant to this country and I'm incredibly grateful to this country. I want more people to get what I've gotten from this country. And Trump is the opposite of that. 
if we allow what happened last week to grow and to fester, we go the opposite of what the United States should be. And, and I know that this has been said so many times. It's not patriotic to, to just stand by a politician just because they're president. We talked about this when the right tried to say you're not patriotic if you don't support George W. Bush's war in Iraq. No, 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 no. That war was bad for the country. And so it's patriotic to stand by what's best for the country. And I've warned against deifying politicians by both the left and the right. Uh, it is patriotic to stand up for what's best for the country, even if it conflicts with your partisanship. So do not understate the importance of this moment. And we're going to talk more about that as we get closer and closer uh, to the inauguration of Joe Biden as president. Uh, Donald Trump is going to be impeached again. Uh, there is every indication of that. And this is the right move. And it is actually it has to happen. And I'm going to to, to make that case uh, for you today, because number one, when impeachment is appropriate, you don't calculate, you do it. It is the duty of Congress to do it. And waiting even one more day uh, is another day that could be an absolute and total disaster. So the latest news from The New York Times this morning is that the House of Representatives controlled by Democrats is moving to force Donald Trump out. And there, it's sort of a if you don't, then we will scenario. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi says the House is going to formally call on Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and strip Trump of his power if they do not then the House is going to move to impeach Donald Trump. There is every indication they have the votes. There is every indication it could happen as soon as tomorrow or Wednesday. Now, on the 25th Amendment, the 25th Amendment is this mechanism by which the president, along with a majority of I'm sorry, the vice president, along with a majority of the president's cabinet can decide if the president is unfit to serve, that they can remove the president. The president has the opportunity to veto or reject that. And in that case, it goes back to the House and Senate. And I, I now am blanking. I believe you need two thirds of the House and Senate to vote to override the, the decision of the president. So even if they pursued it, it, it's quite possible that it would not succeed at removing Trump from every report we've gotten so far. Mike Pence uh, does not have any interest in moving forward on 25th Amendment. And assuming that that is the case, we have already seen drafted articles of impeachment again for Donald Trump, which would make him the second, uh, the first president ever to be impeached for a second time. Expectations are that debate in the House would be relatively uh, uh, short and concise and that Donald Trump within 48 hours very well could find himself impeached once again. Uh, the uh, plan is that today and maybe by the time you've heard this, it will already have happened. The House is going to uh, move forward with a resolution calling on Pence to invoke the 25th. And um, in all likelihood, that will go nowhere. And then tomorrow we would be looking at impeachment. Now, there's a big debate now, and we're going to get into some of the details of it later on. What if this is divisive? And it's so funny to hear these same Republicans who were involved in the hang Mike Pence chants now saying, no, we we can't divide the country like this. The same Republican lawmakers now who for two months fomented and perpetuated these ridiculous notions that the election was stolen from Donald Trump through conspiracies that involved everything from replacement parts and voting machines to Hugo Chavez and some guy named Eric Coomer. Um, they are saying it would be divisive to impeach Donald Trump. 
There are others who are saying the removal or impeachment of Donald Trump at this late stage would unnecessarily inflame the same riotous mob that we saw storm the Capitol last week. My view on this is you all know that I essentially uh, um, uh, am, am always thinking pragmatically and in terms of principles and that I am always open to considering the practical impact of something beyond just what it means in principle. Impeachments of presidents are such a serious thing. Um, and when we think about whether a president should be impeached, there is only one question that we ask. Did the president do something worthy of impeachment? And if the answer is yes, you don't say, well, there's only 10 days left. You don't say, well, some of the right wingers might get mad. It is the responsibility of the Congress to impeach when something impeachable has taken place. Even many Republican defenders of Donald Trump will play these clips for you later. Chris Christie, Senator Pat Toomey, Lisa Murkowski, even Republicans now are saying this is a man that needs to be removed. And so in this case, we say we deal with the consequences. If it is appropriate to impeach based on the facts, then we do it. And that's exactly what needs to happen. So later today, we will be having a live stream as these deliberations get underway. We are going to be covering it all of this week. That is my position on impeachment. It's it's a it's a responsibility. You don't say, well, what might the impact be? If something impeachable has been done, you impeach. Let me know if you disagree with me. I'm on Twitter at Pacman, and we're going to have a much broader conversation about this coming up. The David Pakman Show at davidpakman.com. One of our sponsors is Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer owned company shipping super quality CBD directly from their farm to your door. They cut out the middleman, which saves you money and gets you the freshest possible product, which includes tinctures, flour, gummies, skin topicals, even CBD coffee, which I've really enjoyed. The whole team loves Sunset Lake CBD, especially their CBD oil and the gummies. We always say send us more every time we run out. CBD is reported as being useful for relieving stress, pain, inflammation. Some people use it before bed to help with sleep. And Sunset Lake is where you want to get your CBD because they pay employees a living wage. Their farm is sustainable. And of course, because they support progressive shows like ours, they're giving David Pakman show listeners 20 percent off when you go to davidpackmancom slash CBD and use the coupon code Pakman. That's coupon code P-A-K-M-A-N. You can find the URL in the podcast notes. I want to take a second to tell you about one of our sponsors, SNH Masks. SNH Masks has everything you need when it comes to face masks and other protective gear for COVID-19. And they're giving my audience 20% off. SNH Masks is the company that I've personally been going to for face masks. I love and trust the products they sell. And that's actually why I reached out to them about being a sponsor. I've tried tons of different face masks this year, like many of you. And I still have not found a mask that is more comfortable or easier to breathe in than the washable cotton masks that they sell. It's made of a silky, lightweight cloth that feels great on the skin, has a convenient adjustable strap. They also have disposable cloth masks, which are really comfortable. 
as well as all of the other gear like face shields, alcohol wipes, no touch infrared thermometers. And all of their prices are very reasonable. I also love SNH masks because they've donated over 60,000 masks to healthcare institutions. They're an excellent company. Shipping is just five bucks and shipping is free on orders over one hundred and fifty dollars. You can get there by going to davidpackmancom slash mask. The link is in the podcast notes and you can save 20 percent on everything in their store when you use coupon code David. The David Pakman Show at davidpackman.com. Remember that our program is mostly funded by members who sign up at joinpacman.com. We have way too much to talk about today for me to filibuster for five minutes about membership, but I really do appreciate everybody who signed up this month. And I encourage you to grab a membership at joinpacman.com. Um, last week, unfortunately, and this really is tragic, last week may actually not be the craziest week of Donald Trump's presidency. It may be uh, this week and what is effectively the last eight or nine days of Donald Trump's presidency leading up to when next Wednesday's swearing in of President Joe Biden. Um, there are new reports out about Donald Trump's plans for this week, and uh, it appears as though it is going to be an absolutely insane week from Donald Trump. Donald Trump, of course, now suspended permanently from Twitter, as we will talk about in a little bit. Uh, Donald Trump, after denouncing his own vice president last Wednesday, at least as of last night, hasn't even spoken to Mike Pence, and uh, he is considering what can he do in this last week. And every possibility uh, is completely bonkers. Remember that discussion about a possible pardon in advance, a blanket pardon in advance of his own family members. It is increasingly looking like Donald Trump is going to do that in the next eight or nine days. Maybe by the time you listen to this clip, some of those pardons will already have started. There is still the uh, consideration of Donald Trump pardoning himself, in fact. And I know that every time I talk about this, people write in and say a president cannot pardon themselves. Remember that we've gone into the, the legality, the legal scholarship on this. There are divergent opinions as to whether a president can or cannot pardon themselves. But the most important thing is it had not it has not been tested in court ever. And it is certainly possible that a president can pardon themselves. And there is that possibility as well. Trump absolutely furious with Twitter and other social media platforms for banning him either uh, temporarily, indefinitely or for life up to and including Twitter, which we will talk about. There is the idea that Donald Trump is looking to do something to big tech over the next uh, eight days that he has left, nine days that he has left in office. We don't know exactly what that will be, but it very well may be maybe absolutely out of this world. And then Donald Trump also reportedly planning to go to the border in Alamo, Texas, in, in principle tomorrow, Tuesday to make a big deal, I guess, out of his major success of building the wall. I not that at this point I need to remind you, but this is yet another broken promise. Fortunately, it's a broken promise because it was going to be a waste of time and money to begin with. But Donald Trump promised that by the end of his first term, we would have a wall between the U.S.-Mexico border on the U.S.-Mexico border across the entire border. And of course, what we've seen are modest improvements to a few. And, and I'm using the term improvements 
in terms of what they are called from a construction standpoint, um, modest improvements or renovations to a few hundred miles of wall. And that is actually something Donald Trump has uh, promised and failed. Mexico didn't pay for it. Trump didn't build the wall, but it's sort of a last salvo. He started by coming down the escalator and telling us Mexico's not sending their best. They're sending uh, the criminals and et cetera. Um, and it looks like we are sort of coming full circle with Donald Trump uh, flying down to Texas reportedly tomorrow to claim that he delivered on that that promise as well. So there there are a number of different um, what what to call. There are a lot of really bad arguments being made about what should or shouldn't happen over the next week. And of course, as we read about the insane week that Donald Trump has planned, my mind immediately goes to, of course, he should be removed immediately by the 25th Amendment. But that requires the cabinet and Mike Pence to act. Every indication so far, as we mentioned earlier, is Mike Pence is not interested in doing that. So then you have to re realize that uh, impeachment must happen. Impeachment must happen. And the fact that we are seeing some right wingers saying it would be too divisive. There are some on the right and left saying impeaching or removing Trump would make him a martyr. He's already both a deity and a martyr uh, to his own people. The, the committed Trumpist sees Trump almost like a God who can do no wrong and say no wrong. And they already believe him to be a martyr because as far as they see, he's been treated so unfairly by the supposed fake news media. He's been treated so unfairly by the Democrats and all of this stuff. They are crazy and violent already. They are already attacking violently, as we saw last week, because Trump lost the election and neither he nor they can come to grips with reality. So, as I said earlier, if removal is warranted, you must remove. If impeachment is warranted, you must impeach. Uh, it doesn't appear as though removal will happen, so it must be impeachment. And as I said before, taking swift legal action against Donald Trump and the insurrectionist riot riotous terrorists and every state and local Republican member who supported this, that is the best way to stop this movement. The idea of it would be divisive to impeach again. That doesn't stop the movement, my friends. That's a failure. It's nothing. It's not it's not actually anything. Trump should already be gone. And that's why I support another impeachment, which uh, we, we discussed earlier. Waiting even one more day could spell disaster. Look at the insanity of what he's planning over the next week and then consider the urgency of what's going on. So the big news that broke late Friday is that indeed Twitter has banned Donald Trump permanently from its platform. We're going to go through the decision that Twitter made and then talk about the implications. Twitter putting out a statement saying after a close review of recent tweets from the Trump account and the context around them, specifically how they're being received and interpreted on and off Twitter, we have permanently suspended the account due to the risk of further incitement of violence in the context of horrific events this week. We made it clear on Wednesday that additional violations of the Twitter rules would potentially result in this very course of action. Our public interest framework exists to enable the public to hear from elected officials and world leaders directly. It is built on a principle that the people have a right to hold power to the account to account in the open. However, we made it clear going back years that these accounts are not above our rules entirely and cannot use Twitter to incite violence, among other things. We will continue to be transparent around our policies 
and their enforcement. Now, reportedly, when this happened, the word being used is ballistic. Trump went ballistic at the White House when he was banned from Twitter. A senior administration said that when Twitter permanently took down Trump's account, um, Trump was scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. Initially, Trump started tweeting through the official POTUS account. Now, the POTUS account is an account that is in the hands of whoever is president. So it's not Trump's account. It's, it's Trump has access to it while being president. Uh, that has been shut down. Trump then tried tweeting through one of his aides or staffers that was shut down. And the president reportedly running around the White House going absolutely crazy. This, the White House then put out a statement saying Trump is negotiating with other sites and looking at building his own platform and blah, 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 blah. So there's a there's a number of different important things we have to talk about here. First of all, there's lots of really bad arguments being made by people on the right and people on the left, including that Twitter shouldn't be allowed to do this either because they are silencing only right wing voices, which is untrue, uh, or because Trump is president of the United States. The uh, guidelines are already a lower bar for world leaders. Twitter has said, and it was even implicit in the, the statement they put out. Twitter has said that when one is a world leader, they err on the side of not taking content down and not banning because they've determined. And I agree with their determination that it is important for us to know what world leaders are saying. Uh, however, we would expect our elected officials to be held to a higher standard than the average Twitter user with two followers sending me hate tweets. Right. Like, in other words, it's counterintuitive that world leaders, some of the most powerful people in the world, get held to an even lower standard merely because they are world leaders. That's been the case all along. Twitter is a business that is allowed to have terms of service and they're allowed to enforce it. But consider the greater hypocrisy that many on the right are now essentially arguing. Americans have an inalienable right to be able to tweet. Any limitation on their ability to tweet is unconstitutional. It's a violation of rights granted by you know, God, the Constitution, who knows? And by the way, there is no right to health care. Healthcare is a product that should be bought and sold on the free market if you can afford it. But you cannot be restricted in your ability to tweet. Give me a break, guys. These people have been pathetic for a very long time. Don Jr. then coming out and saying, whoa, we have to do something about the market monopoly power of Twitter. Where are we on antitrust? Well, <laughs> look at your dad. Uh, I have been out there for years saying we are not and we've done multiple interviews. We are not dealing seriously with the uh, antitrust law that we have and we have not enforced it. I've been talking about that for years. But all of a sudden, the day Trump's banned from Twitter, Don Jr. cares about monopoly power. Give me a break, guys. So uh, the, the truth is Trump's account should have been uh, removed long ago. There should be a higher standard on elected officials, not a lower standard. And Trump got away with it this long. Uh, but now there is sort of this deluge. There's, for lack of a better term, these massive dumps of bans and suspensions that are coming now since the riotous insurrection. Now, a cautionary message, despite my belief that this is the right thing to do based on Trump's use of Twitter and incitements to violence and defense of the rioters. Despite the fact that we're saying it was correct to ban Trump, 
12 days before he leaves office forever. This is a sign of how much we've failed as a country over the last four years to control Donald Trump and to hold accountable the people who defended him. The rats leaving the sinking ship now, Betsy DeVos, William Barr, Republican Senator Pat Toomey, who now says Trump should go, Chris Christie, who now says Trump should be impeached. They are right. Yes, sure. But we're 12, 11, 10, now nine days out as they are doing these things. They do not deserve to have their images rehabilitated. And we're going to talk about that after the break. But we will have more coverage of the Trump Twitter ban and social media implications on our Instagram, where you can find us at David Pakman show. And you can find me on Instagram as well at David The David Pakman show at David When you see me sitting here at the microphone, oftentimes I'm wearing a shirt by a company called Teddy Stratford. And I love these shirts so much that I asked Teddy Stratford to be a sponsor of the show. And here's why I like their shirts so much. With other slim fit button up shirts, you often get this weird looking gap between the buttons where it looks kind of stretched out. But Teddy Stratford actually has a patented zipper that's hidden underneath the buttons, which secures the shirt against your chest so it doesn't look stretched. And most importantly, it just provides a nicer looking fit overall. And the entire shirt is specially designed to really improve the way your upper body looks when you're wearing it. It also has a special type of collar that prevents it from drooping down and spreading open, which is another really great thing about these shirts. All of these things really do a lot to make a big difference when you're looking at a shirt. And that's why I like to wear Teddy Stratford shirts on the show. Go check them out at davidpackman.com slash Teddy. The link is in the podcast notes and they'll give you 15% off your first order. If you use the coupon code Pacman at checkout, that's P-A-K-M-A-N. One of our sponsors today is Magic Spoon. The reason I'm such a fan of Magic Spoon is they allow me to enjoy the delicious breakfast cereals I loved as a kid without all the sugar and without the unhealthy ingredients, because Magic Spoon makes breakfast cereal that you really can't tell apart from those tasty sugary cereals that we all know. But each serving of Magic Spoon has no sugar, three net carbs and 11 grams of protein. So it's perfect for someone on a low carb keto diet, just anybody trying to eat healthier and cut back on the sugar. You can choose from cocoa, frosted, fruity, cinnamon, blueberry or peanut butter. They all taste amazing. And Magic Spoon now lets you create your own customized variety pack with the flavors you choose. They really do stand by their product and will refund 100 percent of your money if you don't love it. No questions asked. Go to magicspoon.com slash Pacman to build your own custom variety box today and be sure to use promo code Pacman to get free shipping. The link is in the podcast notes. Welcome back to the David Pacman show. I mentioned uh, at the top of the show in our first segment, sort of taking a big picture look at what's going on and, and the, the options, the two possible paths forward that the country is facing right now in the wake of the riotous insurrection from last week. I talked about what's happening within the Republican Party, and you have some Republicans that are bailing on Donald Trump. 
uh, and you have some that are not. And I made the point that the, the people that are bailing with 11 days to go, this is not an act of courage. This is an act of self-preservation. And it's really important that we not allow these people to rehabilitate their reputations because they've been part of it for a very long time. And only now when it is relatively safe politically to do so, they are saying this is too much. That's too much. Much. I can't be a part of it. But that being said, there is a growing list of Republicans that now want to remove Donald Trump. And I think it's important to understand that this is different. We did not see this uh, during the first impeachment, as it looks like we are heading towards a second impeachment of the president. So let's talk about it a little bit uh, and go through some of the instances. Uh, Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski, a sitting senator, Republican from the state of Alaska, uh, says that she wants Trump out and may even leave the Republican Party altogether over this. Now, if she does leave, she's not saying she would become a Democrat. There's every indication that if she were to leave the Republican Party, she would be an independent. But she put out a statement pointing out that Donald Trump incited this mob to unlawfully breach the Capitol, led to injured and in fact uh, uh, law enforcement deaths. Uh, put members of Congress in danger, put the vice president in danger, interfered with the duty of Congress to count the electoral votes. And she goes on to say that Donald Trump indeed should leave. Uh, Lisa Murkowski saying, I think he should leave. He said he's not going to show up. He's not going to appear at the inauguration. He hasn't been focused on what's going on with covid. He's either been golfing or he's been inside the Oval Office fuming and throwing every person who's been loyal and faithful to him under the bus, starting with the vice president. He only wants to stay there for the title, she says. He only wants to stay there for his ego. He needs to get out. He needs to do the good thing. But I don't think he's capable of doing a good thing. So an important statement from Republican Lisa Murkowski. She's not saying she would vote to convict. She's saying Trump should leave. Trump should resign. And it's not clear uh, that there's even a one percent chance that he does that. Um, and yes, she also went on to say that uh, the, her future may not be in the Republican Party, but it's not in the Democratic Party either. Every indication is Lisa Murkowski would become an independent if she were to leave the party. But it's something. It's still a big deal. Another current Republican senator, Pat Toomey, says remove Trump. He's actually saying it is time to remove Donald Trump. Take a listen to what he had to say yesterday on uh, one of the Sunday shows. Your Republican right. colleague, Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, says President Trump should resign. She said, uh, quote, he's caused enough damage. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I think at this point, with just a few days left, it's um, the best path forward, the best way to get this person in the rearview mirror uh, for us. Uh, that could happen immediately. I'm not optimistic it will. But uh, I do think that would be the best way forward. So that is a big deal that it, that 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 is huge. There's no way around that. Yes, we're down to nine days left, but that is still, uh, uh, you know, it's starting to point to what we had. You know, when Richard Nixon uh, was about to be impeached, Republicans got together and they went to him and they said, this is it. This is it. You we, we, you're getting impeached and we're going to convict. Um, and at that time, circumstances were very different. And it's it's almost cliche and overly simplistic to say Republicans then were willing to do what Republicans today aren't willing to do. The Republican Party is also dramatically more radical today than it was. Um, uh, I think that today's Republican Party also wouldn't have said to Nixon, it's time to go, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but that was when there was something that was beyond the line today. Nothing seems to be beyond the line for most Republicans. So. Good for Pat Toomey. However, 
He then says in the same interview that that voting for Trump made sense at the time. After Wednesday's attack, you took to the Senate floor to denounce President Trump as a demagogue. But we should note you voted for him in November for the second time, even after Charlottesville, even after he used force to clear Lafayette Square for a photo op, even after he embraced QAnon conspiracy theorists, many of whom were in that mob. I'm not saying you bear any responsibility for what happened uh, on Wednesday, but do you regret not doing more to stop somebody you're now now calling a demagogue who's pretty obviously been a demagogue for his entire political career? Yeah, Jake, I don't think there's any doubt at all. There's none in my mind that the president's behavior after the election was wildly different than his behavior before. He descended into a level of madness and engaged in activity that was just absolutely unthinkable and unforgivable. For four years, he often put out offensive and objectionable tweets, actually sometimes dozens a day. I never felt, and I still don't think, that my job was to be his, the editor of his Twitter feed, although I was very often critical. So you can see the direction that that that's that's going right. I mean, these are pathetic defenses. If we all knew what the direction of Trump's presidency was going to be, why couldn't they know? We knew in 2016 when Trump was elected that this was going to become an authoritarian nightmare. And Pat Toomey says, well, you know, other than the mean tweets, it all seemed perfectly reasonable at the time. No. And this is why I'm saying a lot of these guys are doing this just out of uh, self preservation. And then lastly, longtime Trump loyalist Chris Christie says, if inciting to insurrection isn't impeachment worthy, then I really don't know what is now. But if an impeachment resolution actually comes to the floor, won't many Republicans be hard pressed to oppose it? Yeah, listen, I think they're all going to have to vote their conscience and and look at what happened. I mean, what we had was an incitement um, to riot at the United States Capitol. We had people killed. Uh, and th- to me, there's not a whole lot of question here. So, you know, so you think it was an impeachable offense for George? Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and you'd vote to and impeach. I think that, you know, in the. Well, that's if I think it's an impeachable offense, that's exactly what I would do, George. But I'm, I'm not in there. But you want my opinion. That's my opinion. I, I don't I think if if inciting to insurrection isn't, then I don't really know what is. Um, but I will say, too, that the Democrats, by what they did earlier on Ukraine, have kind of cheapened this a little bit, too. So, you know, there, there's always a hedge. And Chris Christie says, Democrats cheapened impeachment with Ukraine. But yeah, he should be impeached this time. That's a big time Trump loyalist. That's a powerful Republican figure. That's a guy who was metaphorically and literally behind Donald Trump for years, standing on stage, sometimes looking a little sick from the things Trump was saying. But it's a big deal that Chris Christie now says, yes, this is absolutely impeachable. So there's no sympathy for any of these Republican operatives. They were behind Trump for years. But it is important that it's also Republicans this time, too, not because we need to allow their image to be rehabilitated, but because it confirms to us how bad things are that even with the most radical Republican Party we've arguably ever had. We are starting to see some Republicans say it's time to go. Yeah, it's pathetic. It's only nine days to go. I get it. They, they, they don't get anything other than this does signal how insane the situation has gotten. But one guy who I guess is going down with the ship is Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. And I want to talk about him next. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has become one of the most pernicious Republican senators. Part of why he is so slippery 
is that Lindsey Graham knows how to every once in a while behave sort of normally, despite being mostly an incompetent and dangerous buffoon who sucks up to Trump at every opportunity. And so as an example, last week, Lindsey Graham gave a speech during the late at night when the count of the electoral vote had resumed after the armed insurrection was quelled, at least temporarily. Lindsey Graham gave a very reasonable sounding speech saying, listen, I supported this president and I wanted him to win. But this strategy isn't going to work and that strategy isn't going to work. And in the end, the reason we're here is mostly perfunctory and we have no choice but to say Joe Biden is the next president. And a lot of people said, oh, OK, not bad. Golf clap. Uh, he's ma he's making some sense. And within just a couple of days of that, Lindsey Graham appears on Fox News begging for mercy for Trump to avoid being impeached or removed. Just pathetic Lindsey Graham begging. Look at this. Uh, I'm calling on Vice uh, President-elect Biden to pick up the phone and call Nancy Pelosi and the squad to end the second impeachment. President Trump gave a statement last night that was helpful. Uh, it hit the mark. He wants to move on to a peaceful transfer of power. He wants this to end. Calling on Biden to call Nancy Pelosi. What? In just those first 20 seconds, Lindsey is talking about uh, he, he's making statements riddled with lies and distortions. He wants Biden to call Pelosi. The House of Representatives must determine if Trump's behavior is worthy of impeachment. If it is, the House must impeach. It's their responsibility and it is their duty. I don't want nor need Joe Biden calling Nancy Pelosi to influence her one way or the other. If you said, hey, Joe should call Nancy to encourage her to impeach. No, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. The decision on impeachment is for the House of Representatives, period. Second, you know, Lindsey says Trump made a helpful statement and committed to a peaceful transfer. <laughs> Trump was essentially forced out there to say the equivalent of now that I've burned the whole house down, I promise not to light any more matches. And he did it under du under duress, excuse me. And he didn't even mean it as evidenced by the tweets that he sent immediately after. So 20 seconds disgusting from Lindsay. Let's look at the end of what he had to say. Uh, I'm calling on Vice uh, President-elect Biden to pick up the phone and call Nancy Pelosi and the squad to end the second impeachment. President Trump gave a statement last night that was helpful. Uh, it hit the mark. He wants to move on to a peaceful transfer of power. He wants this to end. I've been with him most of the day. He's going to focus on his agenda, his successes for the American people in the next few days. But Joe Biden said it's up to Congress regarding impeachment. No, President-elect Biden, it's up to you. Pick up the phone, call Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer and the squad and tell them, stand down. This will destroy the country even further. You have the power to do that. The question is, do you have the courage to do it? Joe Biden was right. It's up to Congress. Lindsay is a disgusting Trump tool. And also, by the way, again, with the meme of this will be divisive and it will further destroy the country. I'm sick of the hypocrisy and this opportunist nonsense from from these people. Whenever they are the ones causing the disunity, they say this is a time to come together. We need unity whenever they are out of power and can't do any, anything as they will be in just a few days. They say, well, now we need bipartisanship.
Whenever anger and wanting consequences for actions turns against them because of their radical behavior, like last week, they caused us to get to this point, And now they say, oh, we need calm. And now that they've been as divisive as anyone in history in, in the United States, they say, oh, impeachment would be divisive. Now, <laughs> impeachment's required. The divisive acts are the ones that warrant impeachment. When the facts say you must impeach, you must impeach. And, and by the way, had Republican senators like Lindsey Graham voted to convict Donald Trump on impeachment the first time, the riot never would have happened. And those same Republican senators now think they get to tell us whether Trump should be impeached a second time. It's pathetic. Lindsey constantly playing both sides. And, and by the way, the sick irony of it failing. Lindsey has been trying to play both sides for years and he's been trying to do it over the last uh, four days as well. It failed. Lindsey sort of gave a mildly reasonable speech on the floor of the, the uh, House uh, during that joint session on uh, on on what was it Wednesday night, very early Thursday morning. But then he still is begging for mercy for Trump and defending Trump. But he was at the airport at the end of last week getting ready to get on a plane and he had to have police protection because the MAGA Trumpist people were screaming traitor, traitor, traitor and surrounding Lindsey Graham. So it, it's so pathetic that even his mealy mouthed uh, hypocrisy and playing both sides has not spared him the ire from the same riotous insurrectionists who stormed the Capitol last week. And it it all has to end. There are such bigger issues here that need to be dealt with in this country to really get this insanity under control. Uh, widespread ignorance as a virus, the mind virus of ignorance and lack of media literacy is part of the problem. Um, we will keep talking about the bigger picture issues, but what a pathetic clown Lindsey Graham has really become. The David Pakman Show at davidpakman.com. Start your day and your new year off right with Just Egg, which is one of our sponsors. You've heard me talk about the importance of having a diet that is more heavily plant based than it's something I've done over the last few years. I've always loved eggs, so it's great that there is a delicious plant based version of egg with all the protein of egg that just egg brings with it. But it's made from mung beans, so it uses 98 percent less water and causes 93 percent fewer carbon emissions than a conventional egg. And just egg cooks and tastes exactly like a conventional egg. I've tried it for omelets, scrambled eggs, French toast, banana bread, pad thai, anything you'd normally use eggs for. And I actually think if I cooked something for a friend without telling them about just egg, they wouldn't even know the difference. Find it in the egg aisle at your grocery store on Amazon Prime now or on Instacart. And they also have a frozen version perfect for breakfast sandwiches. Just egg. Try it out. One of our sponsors today is Lucy, and they are giving my audience 20 percent off. Lucy is a company founded by Caltech scientists with only one mission, which is to help people quit smoking and vaping by offering a clean, affordable nicotine alternative. Now, many of you know, you've heard the stories. I've known several people in my life who have struggled with quitting smoking. I've seen how difficult it can be. 
And nicotine alternatives can be hugely helpful. Lucy offers a nicotine gum in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon and pomegranate. They also have lozenges which come in cherry ice flavor. Lucy is affordable. It'll ship right to your door. You don't have to go out to the store. Shipping is always free. You can buy single boxes or save with a subscription. It's the year 2020. It's time to throw the cigarettes away and get rid of the vape and Lucy can make it easier. You'll find a ton of excellent reviews online from countless people who have used Lucy to quit smoking and vaping. Go check them out at lucy.co. That's L U C Y dot co. The URL is in the podcast notes and you will get 20% off when you use the coupon code Pacman. Quick disclaimer, I'm required to give these products contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The David Pacman Show at davidpacman.com. So I want to finalize our conversation about uh, Donald Trump getting impeached a second time. As we've been filming, the House has started to move forward with what I described earlier, um, an initial proposal for the 25th Amendment to be invoked, every indication that that is not going to happen and then impeachment will be subsequently the path forward. We also spoke earlier about how some Republican officials now say that uh, it's time for Trump to go, even that he should be impeached. We talked about Pat Toomey saying Trump should leave. We talked about Chris Christie saying that that uh, Trump's inciting of the violent insurrection is certainly impeachable. But where is the public on this? That's the next question. And we do have new polling on that. According to a new Reuters Ipsos poll, 57 percent of Americans want Donald Trump to be immediately removed from office. This is sort of like a do not pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars type of thing. And it is, of course, directly related to his encouragement of the protest last week, which escalated into a deadly riot inside the U.S. Capitol building. Most of the people who want Trump removed are still Democrats. Republicans remain much more supportive of Donald Trump and uh, seven out of ten of those who voted for Trump in November oppose his removal. Um, but again, when it's only 70 percent of Republicans who are against the removal, you end up with a situation where led by Democrats with many independents and some Republicans, the majority of the country it's not disapproves of the job Trump is doing. It's believes that Donald Trump should be removed. So there's a few uh, different aspects to this uh, one. Yes, it's notable that so many people in the country want the president removed. But what's the other side of that? It's the same as what we've been saying when we've looked at Donald Trump's approval over the last four years. How is it this low? In other words, it should be dramatically more than slightly more than half of Americans wanting the president removed. The exact number right now is uh, 57 percent. When you blend Democrats, independents and Republicans, you end up with about 57 percent of Americans wanting Trump to leave office. What about the rest of them? And uh, it's disappointingly low. And I think it's important to remember you know, we've talked today about this idea that impeachment could be divisive or whatever the case and how I think those are really bad arguments. I think there's another aspect to this that's important to, to broach or to bring up once again. Impeachment is not about punishment. Impeachment is what you do when the facts say that it's warranted 
And if the facts say that it's warranted, it must be done. And one of the reasons I've seen some be hesitant uh, to support impeachment is they uh, d don't believe it would be a sufficient punishment because Trump is leaving anyway. I think that that's both not the point and also irrelevant because there is a mechanism through which the Senate can vote. If the House impeaches, the Senate can vote to convict, but they can also vote to strip Trump of the ability to run in the future. And that requires only a simple majority. And there are more things at stake. There is Trump's million dollar a year uh, ex presidential travel budget. There are other things that are at play here. So for the folks saying the impeachment wouldn't be a strict enough pun, it wouldn't really be much of a punishment for Trump at this point. Number one, I disagree in that being impeached and if particularly if he was convicted or stripped of the ability to run again would be humiliating for Donald Trump. And that's a it, it's quite a punishment when you understand Donald Trump's psyche. There are also other things that would be significantly deleterious to Donald Trump's future. But again, it is not about punishment. Trump's mishandling of coronavirus is impeachable. Uh, Trump's inciting of this riot is impeachable. And if he did something impeachable, he must be impeached. So uh, the, I, I'm, I'm tired of the it would be divisive or it wouldn't be much of a punishment mindset. I'm also, by the way, tired of the mindset that we can just keep him under control for the next however many days. It's not about that at this point in time. And it's not true. No one has been able to keep him under control for any period of time. I mean, look at look at even last week he incited the riot. Then he was essentially, from what we know, forced to go out there and say, Oh, uh, the violence was bad and there will be a transition It's like, oh, wow, he sounds slightly presidential. It was obviously disingenuous. And within hours, he was back on Twitter repeating the same failed, the, the, the same debunked notions about um, uh, uh, voter fraud and 75 million votes and all of this other stuff. So nobody can control him. It's not about that. It's not about punishment. It's just what has to happen. And more than half of the country at this point believes that Donald Trump should be immediately removed. We've been discussing for a long time, but in particular since the November election, is there anything that could get a really committed Trumpist to realize the error of their ways and to change their minds and to realize that they've been fueling the problem in which the United States now finds itself. And I get many calls like this from viewers who say, I don't know how to talk to my aunt or my significant other or my parents or whoever else. And it's a very difficult thing. And my advice is usually pretty general in nature, but it can happen, at least in theory. A supposed uh, a, a supposed Trumpist called C-SPAN in tears, apparently realizing or at least suspecting that she had been lied to by Donald Trump. And uh, she goes by Tammy in Boise, Idaho. This could be fake. We don't know. I mean, it's impossible to really know this could be some kind of troll, but it, it certainly appears to be real. Take a listen to Tammy from Idaho in tears as she realizes Trump may have lied to her. What are your thoughts about today? I just have one question. I wanted to know if my president lied to me today. And if he did, I want me, him to tell me. And more importantly, I want him to tell the family of the woman that got shot and killed today. I voted for him. I voted for him. 
sorry. That's Tammy and Boise. So there are many reasons to be curious about whether th this is legit. You and I might be saying, how could anyone doubt Trump has been lying all along? Obviously, he's been lying all along. But the reality is that tens of millions don't realize or haven't yet realized that Donald Trump has been lying about everything all along, including over the last two months, acutely so about supposed voter fraud. But assuming that this caller is genuine and that this is someone starting to see how they've fallen for it, understand that they've been bamboozled not just by Trump, but they've also been bamboozled by Fox News and the other right wing media and, and that apparatus and by other Republicans as well. So if this is real, I get all of these calls where people say, how do I talk to these people? How do I change their minds? If and when people reach the moment that Tammy reached, this is when we talk to them about coming back to reality. This is the opportunity. If if anyone you know is fortunate enough to reach a moment like Tammy appears to have reached, that's when you swoop in and say, yes, he's been lying. I'm so glad you see it. Come on back. Let's figure it out and work together to prevent it from happening again. You don't go, you idiot. Of course, that's what's been going on. Now, we're all thinking it. And, you know, in a platform like this, to some degree, it's like, of course, you fools. How did you not know it? But for everybody who's been asking me, how do you do it? What do you what do you do on a personal level? What do you do when the opportunity presents itself? You say, welcome back. He lied to he lied to all of us. Let's never let this happen again. And most people aren't ready to accept this. Most of you aren't going to get someone at Tammy's stage of realizing what has happened. I don't know how you force it. I don't know that you can. I think there's something uh, s sort of about one's predisposition and constitution, whether you just in, in the face of contradictory evidence, you double down and double down and double down. Uh, and some folks are more predisposed to hear reason, maybe hearing from Republicans that they trust or used to trust like, like you know, Mitt Romney, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a great video that he put up over the weekend. Chris Christie has now bailed. Maybe they uh, are going to help turn some of these folks back to reality uh, and make them ready to understand how they've been bamboozled. I don't know. And so understand that this is not about empathizing with these people necessarily. They have been part of one of the most toxic political movements in the history of the United States. Tens of millions of them are nowhere near ready to abandon it like Tammy is. Don't concern yourself with forgiveness or empathy. The evidence of Trump's lies has been there forever. I know it. You know it. But if we can get them back, then we should do it. It should be approached from a pragmatic standpoint. And one of the real lessons of Trumpism has been how easy it is to fool massive groups of people. We knew it in cults, for example, the Jim Jones People's Temple. But that was 900 people who went to Guyana and ultimately drank the arsenic laced Kool-Aid. But here we're talking about tens, tens of millions of people. And we've seen the bamboozling at minimum. And I spoke about this uh, or I will speak about it with Peter Joseph, who we're going to be interviewing. We've seen it since the Reagan era, the non-existent welfare queen uh, who's hanging around uh, um, uh, driving a, a Cadillac, I think it is. Um, as she pops out kids to make great profits from food stamps and welfare benefits. It was non-existent then. 
And it's built and built and built. And the last four years have confirmed that, yeah, it's possible to fool way more people about way more obviously untrue things. So there are lessons here about cults. There are lessons here about mass brainwashing. A lot of this is mental health as well, but it's not right or or proper to say these are just crazy people. But there's a mental health component here as well. Uh, we've learned about how ignorance can be quite literally weaponized. If you don't believe, I mean, listen, OK, there's people out there who just have bloodlust. And even if they don't believe the election was stolen, they hear Trump saying, let's go to the Capitol. They say, great, it's an opportunity to, to, to get involved in violence. OK, the vast majority of these folks, though, if they don't fall for it was stolen, they're not going to go to the Capitol and riot because it, it because someone is saying that it was stolen. In other words, the the ignorance and the disinformation that has been promulgated and perpetuated by Trump and the people around him was literally weaponized into a riot. That's the, the way we have to understand that. And so, Tammy, if this is legit, good for her. I know that there are anecdotal stories from people in my audience of similar things that have happened. But I think that as much as we would like everybody to have an awakening like Tammy did and, and sort of be open to being being given some some uh, reality, some facts. Uh, if it took 40 years to get into this, we're talking about, you know, you know, at least a decade of significant working towards social change, eight to 10 years. And it's not realistic to imagine that in an in a democracy or something, at least approximating one, uh, that type of change is going to happen really quickly. It's just not if it takes a long time to get in, it's going to take some time to get out. Hey, we had um we had some insanely long live streams last week because of the armed insurrection. And we got a great call on our voicemail number, which is two one nine two David P. Uh, just a very nice person saying thanks for, for for the live streams, thanks for the long days. Take a listen. Hi, this message is for Mr. Pacman. This is Ambrosia. I wanted to just let you know that you did an outstanding job yesterday, January sixth. Uh, with your live streams, you were streaming for like six or seven hours and. Um, it's crazy because your commentary made sense. You didn't wear out. You, you tapped out for a little bit and then you came back. I mean, <laughs> it was better than any um, mainstream media news outlet um, coverage that I saw. I got most, if not all, of my information from your live stream. So I just wanted to say you did an outstanding job. You did. And my prop to you and lots of love from Texas. And we don't we do not claim Ted Cruz. We don't. OK, thanks, Mr. Packman. All right. There it is. A beautiful message. I, I really do appreciate it. We we had. Uh, yeah. So on, I mean, on the sixth, as we watched what we thought would be a very boring but long uh, many hours of debate over objections to counting ballots, we saw the armed insurrection uh, grow. Uh, before our very eyes and they were very long days. I really appreciate hearing from folks who who appreciated um, us, us being with you. And uh, it was a privilege to be with everybody who joined those streams. And we're going to continue covering. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but I believe that there will be more to cover in the next week. And of course, we will be with you on January 20th for the inauguration and swearing in of President Joseph R. Biden Jr. So much, much to come. And of course, the streams are live. We're typically live on three platforms, YouTube, which is youtube.com slash the David Pakman show, Twitch, twitch.tv slash David Pakman 
and Facebook, facebook.com slash David Pakman show. So I will see you. But before that, uh, we do have a great bonus show for you today. Senator Joe Manchin has a different view about stimulus checks already. It didn't take long, my friend. So we will, you know, the idea of is Joe Manchin going to be okay with this? It's not just a meme. It's not just a, a mere hypothetical. It immediately has an impact. We'll also talk about the Biden administration's different approach on vaccine doses. Really important topic. And we will also talk about a West Virginia Republican state lawmaker who uh, has resigned after being allegedly involved in the riotous storming of the U.S. Capitol. So we will have all of those stories and more on today's bonus show as I will be joined by producer Pat. You can sign up and get instant access at joinpacman.com.